This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, and welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. I am so pleased to be joined today by Gareth Harrison, who is an expert in video editing and also podcast editing. So if you've been thinking about doing your own videos or podcasts, or maybe you're doing them already and you want to up-level what you're putting out and how you're doing it, then this is the podcast for you. So Gareth, a big welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You okay? Yeah, very good. I think I'm actually getting used to this sort of physical distancing that we're all doing. Uh, and I've probably been more social than I normally am, actually, which has been nice. Yeah, me too. I've definitely jumped back onto things like LinkedIn a lot more. Yeah, it's good to connect with people. It is. And I'm getting WhatsApp messages from people I've not spoken to in a little while. So that's really lovely. I think people are reaching out and connecting with each other, which is fantastic. And talking of connecting, you have this fabulous video and podcast editing expertise. How did you get into that? Well, I went to university and I studied multimedia production. I graduated and despite having gained a lot of work experience at places like the Disney Channel and various other creative agencies around Yorkshire. Once I finished university, I couldn't really get a break. So I ended up working in a call centre, which actually turned out to be a huge blessing because it really focused me on what I wanted to do. And between calls, I had a pen and paper and I began to write my own personal manifesto of you know, what I wanted to achieve and where I wanted to be. That was back in 2003. And since then, I've achieved a lot. And now I've got my own business and I'm a one-man limited company. Fantastic. And I really admire that you did a personal manifesto. So what was that and what gave you the idea to do it? I think it was just out of knowing that I didn't want to work in the call centre. So where do I want to be? And I've just started making more and more notes and crossing things out and just trying different ideas and then acting on them. When I went home, you know, I'd set out a plan. I'd set a list of emails that I wanted to hit and people I wanted to try and different avenues. And in the end, it worked out for the best. So it was out of necessity, really, is the reason I did it. Yeah, I think so many of us actually find what we love doing and find our path through experiencing something we don't love doing. And that's a great motivator and catalyst, isn't it, for getting us on the right road? Absolutely. Also, when you do find the path that you know that you want to continue down, then that's also a motivator to keep working hard. And and that's what happens. I got a job in a production company. I was really pleased. And I worked my socks off working for this production company because I knew that that's where I wanted to be. Yeah, we appreciate it so much more, don't we? Yeah. So you've got your successful business right now. And what sort of clients and projects do you get involved with? They're really, really varied. I mean, since I've worked for myself, you know, I've worked for big blue chip companies, charities, vloggers. I've done music videos, TV commercials, short films. I work a lot with photographers now. So the spectrum is really, really broad. So recently I worked on the M&S online commercial for their Valentine's Day offer. Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's loads of things that I've dipped my toe into and 
I just love editing. I mean, it, there isn't any one particular area that I focus on. I, I just love the creating something out of the raw materials. I always have. You're incredibly talented at all of that creative stuff and having that vision and building something. I mean, I send you all sorts of stuff because you do all of my video editing and podcast editing. And I'm always amazed at how you make what I send you look so good. So how do you do that? I've always enjoyed taking something that's maybe quite raw and unpolished and adding that polish to it. You know, I've always been into Airfix and, and things like that. So starting off with raw materials and then going through the steps to make it look as good as it can possibly be and i've just always enjoyed that and i've always had the patience and the eye for either a story with with video or the graphics or the sound i've always been very meticulous on making it look as good as it can be yeah and you do a great job with that and if you're listening and you've always wanted to have a go at video and podcasts I've never met Gareth, so we've done all of this virtually, haven't we, Gareth, for about the last 18 months. And I send off a heap of stuff and it comes back as a finished video with all the subtitles and branding and everything else I need. That's It's all YouTube ready and raring to go. And of course, not everybody wants to or can get their stuff edited and maybe they're wanting to use this time right now to say, actually, I'm going to have a go at video. I'm going to start my own podcast or I'm going to take my things to the next level. What tips would you have for anyone who wants to do that? Well, I've got 10 tips that I'd recommend for people who want to get into podcasts or get into making videos for either Instagram or YouTube. My first tip would be definitely to concentrate on sound. Make sure you're getting good sound. Do a few practice runs to make sure the sound levels are okay, not too quiet, not too distorted from being too loud. You don't have to spend a lot to get a good microphone these days, but it's definitely worth investing in a good microphone. I actually use, it's not top of the range or anything, I use a Blue Yeti. I think it's about 100 quid, you can get it from Amazon. But you can get also some pretty neat Lavalier mics for really cheap as well that you can just connect to your phone. So it doesn't have to be expensive, does it? No, no, not at all. But if you invest in a good microphone, it'll pay back in dividends because you're very limited on what you can do in terms of improving sound if it's bad. You can do a lot with improving image quality, but sound, if it goes wrong, it's really bad and you can't get around it. So tip one would be to concentrate on the sound. Have you got a favourite mic then that you would recommend? I use the Apogee. I bought that a few years ago and it works really nicely. Like anything, I did a big Google research on microphones and that one came out top quite a few times. So that's the one I tend to go for. Is it an expensive one or is it pretty affordable? I don't think it was that expensive. I think it was about £100. As you say, there's, there's ones that are a lot cheaper than that. I think anything is better than using your onboard mic on your laptop or your desktop computer. So I think investing in a decent microphone is worthwhile. So next tip two would be lighting. You can get away with a lot of things these days in terms of lighting because cameras are, are that good, you know, that you can shoot in low light, but it's better to set yourself up for success in having a well-lit environment and natural sunlight is always the best having the light facing you illuminating your face so ideally filming in 
front of a window with a light shining through or even going outside if the weather's nice. But obviously be conscious of the wind because that can then obviously impact on the sound. Yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? Sometimes I've been out filming outside and it's not felt that windy. But when I've got back and I've actually listened to it, it's really picked up the sound of the breeze. And I think, you know, you're right, facing the light. Not only does it knock years off you, so they tell me, but it's, you know, it's just a really simple thing to do, isn't it? I think the worst thing is, is when people have their back to the window and they're trying to film. Yeah, it just takes all the detail out of the subject. So, you know, it's much better to have the, the light facing you, definitely. These are good tips. I'm writing these down, actually, as we're going. These are great. Oh, fantastic. So tip number three is static camera. I recommend that you place yourself in the middle of the shot, not too close and not too far away in what's called a mid shot, but keep the camera still. You'll have a lot more control over things like focus and composition if you use this method. And try and keep the camera at the same level as your eye line. So a tripod would be good for this if you're stood up presenting or if you're presenting from a desk, you know, a stack of books and put the camera on top just so then it's at your eye level yeah I've got some great tripods I've got one that was about 20 quid from Amazon and it goes the size of a ruler sort of height so 30 centimeters all the way up to six foot something and it was 20 quid you know and then it does all sorts of uh, heights in between so these things don't have to be expensive when I first went into the industry you know you had huge server rooms huge edit suites that were kicking out tons and tons of heat. You were fine in the winter, in the summer, you were sweating cobs. But nowadays, everything's much smaller, much cheaper, much more accessible. So it's a good time to do it. Yeah. And I think as well, people are more forgiving around quality. So they don't want that highly polished corporate thing. They want something that is professional, well put together and considered, but is also authentic and natural. Yeah, and that's a great opportunity for people to do their own things as well. Oh, definitely. I think people, in terms of connecting with an audience, people want it to be real. And, and certainly with the YouTube generation now, the characters that are on YouTube and what have you, they're not polished presenters. But if you can connect with an audience just through your personality, it's so good to uh, capture an audience these days. And you don't have to be a larger than life personality as well. You know, if you're more introverted and quiet and reserved, just do that, you know, just do you. And it's a really nice way of people getting to know you and and how you operate and how you think and communicate. So that was tip number... Yeah, that was tip number three. Number Um, three. Tip number four, have a second camera. You can't always have a second camera, but if it's a mobile phone or something like that that has a camera, just offering that second angle to your main camera can be a big help when it comes to editing. The second camera should be about 45 degrees to the main camera and it just allows you to make the video sometimes a bit more interesting being able to cut from one angle to the other and also if you need to cut anything out of the video if you make a mistake or something like that you can use that second angle to cover that that mistake basically so when i do my bloopers it doesn't look like there's a join it just looks like there's a shifting camera angle which is really neat exactly that's it yes So tip number five, get a tight script. So writing it down beforehand will help you focus on the points you want to make and will give you a structure to your video or podcast. Even if it seems as though people on YouTube or 
on a podcast are, are kind of doing things on the fly. They're not. They've spent a lot of time working on this, working on the script, you know, before the camera's even been turned on. And it just helps with the confidence and the flow of the whole video. So it's very important to get the script as tight as possible beforehand. I know some of the big YouTubers, I've been to different conferences and things. I've actually asked them, how do you remember the stuff you're going to say without reading it? Because I think reading stuff looks so bad on camera. And they've said they actually just look down, remember a line, present to camera, and then do the same again over and over. And because they're recording from different angles or doing something they call jump cuts, maybe you know more about that than, than I do, that it actually stitches together really well, but they put a lot of prep into what they're going to say beforehand. I think the other thing as well is that what you write isn't the same as what we say. It sounds really good when it's written down and you're reading things in your head, but it sounds very different when you then go and read that out loud. Use spoken conversational language instead of stuff that you'd write, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen YouTubers before where they've put the script below the camera. So they're using it like an auto cue. And it just looks terrible because their eyes are constantly flicking down to read the next line. And it just looks very, very unnatural and very strange. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Even if it is just learning one line at a time, looking up and doing a jump cut edit, which is basically where it's the same angle from the camera. You haven't got a second camera and you are just cutting out where you're looking down to read the next line, then looking up and delivering it. But it's, it's a technique that's become used and accepted. Yeah, I know some video experts, people like Josh Goodgen, who are linked to in the show at Get Your Media, who does quite a lot of sports work. But when he's presenting to camera himself, he seems to put jump cuts in you know, just mm. to give it some movement, regardless of whether he's speaking or not, you know, just to, because actually there's nothing worse is than somebody just sort of presenting to camera straight on the whole time with no movement or interest in between. We do need that movement to stay engaged, I think. Years ago, it just wouldn't be used. You'd have had to have had a second camera angle or what's known as cutaways, you know, something else to distract from the fact that the dialogue has been cut. But nowadays, it's just used all the time and it looks a bit more gritty sometimes. It looks a bit more, I don't know, urban. It's used a lot in, you know, uh, rap videos and things like that. And, and that's all off the back of, you know, people watching YouTube and, and getting used to these sort of styles, really. Yeah, interesting. Gosh, we could have a separate podcast just on jump cuts and different ways of shooting. That sounds really interesting. So we're on tip number... That was tip number five. Tip number six is don't make it too long. Attention spans aren't very long these days. So it's better to create five two-minute videos than, say, one ten-minute video. Less is definitely more. Plus, then you've got five separate videos to post up and share through your social media platforms over a period of time instead of just having one video and one hit. Yeah, I think the YouTube algorithm quite likes that as well. I mean, I'm not an expert on YouTube algorithms, but to get 100% engagement on a two-minute video is much easier than 100% engagement on a longer one. And it means you go on to watch the next and the next, which can actually boost your YouTube views, can't it? Yeah. I mean, this leads me quite neatly into tip number seven, which is to do with regular content produce content on a regular basis as much as possible give your audience a reason to return people love the reliability of 
regular updates and if your channel isn't providing new content people will quickly move on and go elsewhere that reliability is key and it's something i've been trying to get better at i'm doing really well i think on the podcasts i've got a podcast going out at least every week I need to be much better at videos. I am blogging. So there's a good quality blog goes on the Big Bang Partnership website every single week. And that's usually quality content. It takes me quite a lot of time to put together. I yeah. do want to get better at doing videos. I think it's about choosing your medium and deciding that's what you're going to do. Do it really well and then stick with it and do it consistently, as you say. Yeah, getting your style and you know what format you want to produce it in. And well, that comes to one of my tips later actually so we'll go on to tip number eight which is offers now what i mean by this is you need with podcasts or videos you need to give something away and this doesn't have to be like a free gift or anything like that it can be information tips like we're doing now or insights but i think your audience needs to feel that they've gained something from watching or listening to your content that's a great tip so what about tip number nine Tip number nine, I call this replicate. So look at videos or podcasts that you like and use those podcasts or videos as a blueprint for yours. That's not to say that you copy them, but you try and work out what it is that you like about them, what it is that works for you. Once you've figured that out, you can then apply your own personality and your own brand to that style and that'll set you up for success as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. It's about taking inspiration and then making it your own because there's nothing worse than being a poor copy of somebody else. Get inspired, make it your own. And I actually love storyboarding, drawing some scenes out, thinking about how the video could hang together and then going out when we're allowed to go out and when the weather's better and putting that together. But even storyboarding, if you've got to stay inside, storyboarding with maybe insert a slide here or a different image here or past a bit of video that you've done before that you know is relevant just to get some really nice scenes in there i think is is a good thing to do yes storyboards are, are great and you know that leads into one of my earlier tips about you know scripting it is easier actually and this is why they use it in films it's easier to have a storyboard to visualize how you want your video to look a storyboard can really help you plan it out it's a good thing to use and there's plenty to to download and, and print off on the internet i like the pixar ones if you google pixar storyboards there's some cracking ones first oh, favorite movies yeah really good so yeah that takes us to tip number 10 and it's as simple as have a go it might be that you create a video and like we've done in the past joe we've done a video and actually we've realized that it works better as a podcast but you know without trying these things you know you'll never know so the best thing is just to experiment and have a go and as we said earlier you might find your own little niche your own little format that you like whether it's podcasts or video and go from there yeah I, i've particularly enjoyed doing um live video on facebook and I'm about to start doing it on YouTube as well. Because I think when you're live, you just go, you know, um, the preparation's pretty minimal. Uh, you can be yourself, really authentic. You, you do need to prepare and you still need to make sure, as you say, that you're adding value and thinking about your content. But actually you get something that's really authentic. And I've really enjoyed the process of going live 
on Facebook and then is repurposing that into a podcast with just a bit of editing here and there. That's worked pretty well, hasn't it? Yeah, they've worked really well. And lucky me, I get to, because I'm editing them, I get to listen to all this great content. So it's really good for me to learn something new while I'm editing as well. Oh, that's thank you. That's very generous of you, particularly since you also get all my bloomers, my cock ups. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's not many. But we have some fun with it, don't we? And I think if you can make it fun, enjoy doing it and take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. I think that's the thing. Yeah, don't don't agonise over, oh, I've not got the right camera angle or, you know, sometimes it's just best to have a go, then look back at it. If it hasn't worked, then have another go. But, you know, just get that experience and, and, and what works and, and find your voice really with it. Yeah. And what I found as well, actually, is a load of people say, well, I don't like seeing myself on camera. I don't like the sound of my own voice. But, you know, I found a lot of self-acceptance, actually, from all the video and the podcast work that I've done and hearing yourself and seeing yourself, particularly when there's some distance between when you actually did that recording and then when you listen to it back. And I actually now look back and think, you know, sometimes that, that she knows what she's talking about. And it's just a question of getting used to that. And actually, it's quite a good personal growth thing to do as well. As well, it's a nice document just to have and... And then, as you say, look back on how far you've come, you know, if you've produced maybe 10 over the space of a year, you know, go back to your first one and then look at the one you're doing today. And you will be surprised of how much more professional you've become, how much tighter you've become with your script. But you've got to have that experience. You've got to just get going with it. And you will every single time you'll learn something new from each one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We never stop learning. Even 10 years in, we'll never stop learning, you know. And I'm being quite challenging on myself to make sure I do at least one Facebook Live every week. And through that, I'm hoping to get better at doing Facebook Lives, which will translate better into my recorded video and also into my podcast as well. Because I think, you know, if you level up your skills in one area, it actually has positive impact in other areas as well. So it's just to keep doing it. And as you say, get started. This is fantastic. All these 10 tips, really, really good tips. I've got another question for you, actually, which is people can contact you and I'm going to share your details at the end of the show. If they want to have a go at editing their videos or their podcasts for themselves, they don't want to spend a lot of money. Maybe they're a beginner. Where would be a good place for them to start? There is quite a lot of editing software out there. Some you you can pick up for free. Uh, I think iMovie you can use for free. I think a few years ago there was Windows Movie Maker. I'm not sure if they're still doing that with Windows, but I'm sure there'll be something along those lines. I'm a Mac-based person, so I I don't really know Windows too well, but iMovie's great for if you just wanted to get into it. There's Final Cut, which is, I think, about £200. You know, a lot of YouTubers use that. And there's a lot of trial versions. I think you can trial Final Cut. So if you do enjoy it, if if it's working for you, then you can pay for it. Yeah, so look out for those. It's usually for a week or a fortnight. It's probably enough to get a few videos done and see how you feel about it before you make a bigger commitment and maybe try out a few different pieces of software or editing suites before you make your final decision, I think. So when people want to ask for some help and get some professional video or podcast editing, how can they get in touch with you, Gareth? Well, I've got a website, garethharrison.co.uk. 
I'm quite high up on Google as well. If you just type in Leeds Video Editor, I think I'm pretty much near the top. Um, but if you just type in Gareth Harrison Video Editor, which I think you did, Joe, uh, yeah. to find me in the first place. So if you do need something possibly a little bit more professional or something a bit more animated, then yeah, please get in touch. Well, I can highly recommend what you do. We've been working together, as I say, for about 18 months and you turn things around really quickly and I'm always amazed at how you create something I'm really pleased with out of all the stuff that I supply you with. So thank you so much for that. No, you're welcome. It's been great. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Gareth, very much. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month, completely free. We'll see you next time.